Chapter Two, Part Two of How to Write Short Stories with Samples by Ring Lardner. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This chapter is a duet read by William Jones, Bonita Springs, Florida, and Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Chapter Two some like them cold part two new york august twentieth dear girlie well girlie i suppose you thought i was never going to answer your letter but i've been busier than a one-armed paper hanger the last week as have been working on a number with paul sears who is one of the best lyric writers in new york and has turned out as many hits as berlin or davis or any of them and believe me girlie he has turned out another hit this time that is he and i have done it together it is all done now and, and we're just waiting for the best chance to place it but we'll not place it nowheres unless we get the right kind of a deal and maybe we'll publish it ourselves the song is bound to go over big as sears has wrote a great lyric and i have given a great tune or at least everybody that has heard it goes crazy over it and it looks like it would go over bigger than any song since mammy and would not be surprised to see it come out the hit of the year if it is handled right we will make a bundle of money and sears says it is a cinch we will clean up as much as twenty five thousand dollars apiece which is pretty fair for one song but this one is not like the most of them and has got a great lyric and i have wrote a melody that will knock them out of their seats i only wish you could hear it girlie and hear it the way i play it i had to play it over and over about fifty times at the friars last night i will copy down the lyric of the chorus so you can see what it is like and get the idea of the song though of course you can't tell much about it unless you hear it played and sang the title of the song is when they're like you and here's the chorus some like them hot some like them cold some like them when they're not too darn old some like them fat some like them lean some like them only at sweet sixteen some like them dark some like them light some like them in the park late at night some like them fickle some like them true but the time I like them is when they're like you. How is that for a lyric? And I only wish I could play my melody for you, as you would go nuts over it. But we'll send you a copy as soon as the song is published, and you can get some of your friends to play it over for you, and I know you'll like it, though it is a different melody when I play it or when someone else plays it. Well, girlie, You'll see how busy I have been, and am liable to keep right on being busy, as we are not going to let the grass grow under our feet. But as soon as we have got this number placed, we will get busy on another one, as a couple like that will put me on Easy Street, even if they don't go as big as we expect. But even twenty-five grand is a big bunch of money, and if a man can only turn out one hit a year, and make that much out of it i would be on easy street and no more hammering on the old music box in some cabaret 
whoever we take the song to we will make them come across with one grand for advanced royalties and that will keep me going till i can turn out another one so the future looks bright and rosy to yours truly and i am certainly glad i come to the big town though sorry i did not do it a whole lot quicker this is a great old town girlie and when you have lived here a while you wonder how you ever stood for a burg like shy which is just a hick town alongside of this besides being dirty etc and a man is a sucker to stay there all their life especially a man in my line of work as new york is the mecca for a man that has got the musical gift i figure that all the time i spent in shy was just wasting my time and never really started to live till i come down here and i have to laugh when i think of the boys out there that is trying to make a living in the song-writing game and most of them starve to death all their life and the first week i am down here i meet a man like sears and the next thing you know we have turned out a song that will make us a fortune well girlie you asked me to tell you about the girlie up on the drive that tried to make me and asked me to come and see her again well i can assure you you have no reason to be jealous in that quarter as i have not been back to see her as i figure it is wasting my time to play around with a dame like she that wants to go out somewheres every night and if you married her she would want a house on fifth avenue with a dozen servants so i have passed her up as that is not my idea of home what i want when i get married is a real home where a man can stay home and work and and maybe have a few of his friends in once in a while and entertain them or go to a good musical show once in a while and have a wife that is in sympathy with you and not nag at you all the while but be a real helpmate the girlie up on the drive would run me ragged and have me in the poorhouse inside of a year even if i was making twenty-five grand out of one song besides she wears a make-up that you would have to blast to find out what her face looks like so i have not been back there and don't intend to see her again and so what is the use of me telling you about her and the only other girlie i have met is a sister of paul sears who i met up to his house while we was working on the song but she don't hardly count as she has not got no use for the boys and treats them like dirt and paul says she is the coldest proposition he ever seen well i don't know no more to write and besides have got a date to go out to paul's place for dinner and play some of my stuff for him so as he can see if he wants to set words to some more of my melodies well don't do nothing i would not do and have as good a time as you can in old shy and we'll let you know how we come along with the song charles f lewis chicago illinois august twenty third dear mr man i am thrilled to death over the song and think the words awfully pretty and am crazy to hear the music which i know must be great it must be wonderful to have the gift of writing songs and then hear people play and sing them and just think of making twenty-five thousand dollars in such a short time 
my how rich you will be and i certainly congratulate you though i am afraid when you are rich and famous you will have no time for insignificant little me or will you be an exception and remember your old friends even when you are up in the world i sincerely hope so we'll look forward to receiving a copy of the song and will you be sure and put your name on it i am already very conceited just to think that i know a man that writes songs and makes all that money seriously i wish you success in your next song and i laughed when i read your remark about being busier than a one-armed paper hanger i don't see how you think up all those comparisons and crazy things to say the next time one of the girls asks me to go out with them i am going to tell them that i can't go because i am busier than a one-armed paper hanger and then they will think i made it up and say the girl is clever seriously i am glad you did not go back to see the girl on the drive and i'm also glad you don't like girls who makes themselves up so much as i think it is disgusting and would rather go around looking like a ghost than put artificial color on my face fortunately i have a complexion that does not need fixing but even if my coloring was not what it is i would never think of lowering myself to fix it but i must tell you a joke that happened just the other day when edith and i were out at lunch and there was another girl in the restaurant whom edie knew and she introduced her to me and i noticed how this girl kept staring at me and finally she begged my pardon and asked if she could ask me a personal question and i said yes and she asked me if my complexion was really mine i assured her it was and she said well i thought so because i did not think anybody could put it on so artistically i certainly envy you edie and i both laughed well if that girl envies me my complexion why i envy you living in new york chicago is rather dirty though i don't let that part of it bother me as i bathe and change my clothing so often that the dirt does not have time to settle edie often says she cannot see how i always keep so clean looking and says i always look like i had just stepped out of a bandbox she also calls me a fish jokingly because i spend so much time in the water but seriously i do love to bathe and never feel so happy as when i have just cleaned up and put on fresh clothing edie has just gone out to see a picture and was cross at me because i would not go with her i told her i was going to write a letter and she wanted to know to whom and i told her and she said you write to him so often that a person would almost think you was in love with him i just laughed and turned it off but she does say the most embarrassing things and i would be angry if it was anybody but she that said them seriously i had much rather sit here and write letters or read or just sit and dream than go out to some crazy old picture show except once in a while i do like to go to the theatre and see a good play and especially a musical play if the music is catchy but as a rule i am contented to just stay home and feel cozy and lots of evenings edie and i sit here without saying hardly a word to each other though she would love to talk but she knows i had rather be quiet and she often says it is just like living with a deaf and dumb mute to live with me because i make so little noise around the apartment i guess i was born to be a homebody as i so seldom care to go gadding though i do love to have company once in a while just a few congenial friends whom i can talk to and feel at home with and play cards or have some music my friends love to drop in here too as they say edie and i always give them such nice things to eat 
though poor edie has not much to do with it i am afraid as she hates anything connected with cooking which is one of the things i love best of anything and i often say that when i begin keeping house in my own home i will insist on doing most of my own work as i would take so much more interest in it than a servant though i would want somebody to help me a little if i could afford it as i often think a woman that does all her own work is liable to get so tired that she loses interest in the bigger things of life like books and music though after all what bigger thing is there than home-making especially for a woman i am sitting in the dearest old chair that i bought yesterday at a little store on the north side this is one of my extravagance buying furniture and things for the house but i always say it is economy in the long run as i will always have them and have use for them and when i can pick them up at a bargain i would be silly not to though heaven knows i will never be poor in regards to furniture and rugs and things like that as mother's house in toledo is full of lovely things which she says she is going to give to sis and myself as soon as we have real homes of our own she is going to give me the first choice as i am her favorite she has the loveliest old things that you could not buy now for love or money including lovely old rugs and a piano which sis wanted to have a player attachment put on it but i said it would be an insult to the piano so we did not get one i am funny about things like that a specially old furniture and feel towards them like people whom i love poor mother i am afraid she won't live much longer to enjoy her lovely old things as she has been suffering for years from stomach trouble and the doctor says it has been worse lately instead of better and her heart is weak besides i am going home to see her a few days this fall as it may be the last time she is very cheerful and always says she is ready to go now as she has had enough joy out of life and all she would like would be to see her girls settled down in their own homes before she goes there i go talking about my domestic affairs again and i will bet you are bored to death though personally i am never bored when my friends tell me about themselves but i won't rattle on any longer but will say good night and don't forget to write and tell me how you come out with this song and thanks for sending me the words to it will you write a song about me sometime i would be thrilled to death but i am afraid i am not the kind of girl that inspires men to write songs about them but i am just a quiet mouse that loves home and i am not giddy enough to be the heroine of a song well mr man good night and don't wait so long before writing again to yours maybell new york september eighth dear girlie well girlie have not got your last letter with me so can I answer what was in it as i have forgotten if there was anything i was supposed to answer and besides have only a little time to write as i have a day to go out on a party with the sears we are going to the george might show and afterwards somewheres for supper sears is the boy who wrote the lyric to my song and it is him and his sister i'm going to the party with the sister is a cold fish that has no use for men but she is show crazy and insists on paul taking her to three or four of them a week paul wants me to give up my room here and come and live with them as they have plenty of room and i am running a little low on money but don't know if i will do it or not as i am afraid i would freeze to death in the same house with a girl like the sister as she is ice cold but she don't hang around the house much 
that she is always taking trips or going to shows or somewhere. So far, we have not had no luck with the song. All the publishers we have showed it to has went crazy over it, but they won't make the right kind of deal with us. And if they don't loosen up and give us a decent royalty rate, we are liable to put the song out ourselves and show them up. The man up to Goebbels told me the song was okay, and he liked it, but it was more of a production number than anything else, and ought to go in a show like The Follies. But they won't be in New York much longer, and what we ought to do is hold it till next spring. Meanwhile, I am working on some new numbers, and also have taken a position with the orchestra at the Wilton, and am going to work there starting next week. They pay good money, sixty dollars, and it will keep me going. Well, Gurley, that is about all the news. I believe you said your father was sick, and hope he is better, and also hope you are getting along okay, and take care of yourself. When you have nothing else to do, write to your friend, Charles F. Lewis. Chicago, Illinois, September 11th. Dear Mr. Lewis, your short note reached me yesterday, and I must say I was puzzled when I read it. It sounded like you was mad at me, though I cannot think any reason why you should be. If there was something I said in my last letter that offended you, I wish you would tell me and what it was, and I will ask your pardon, though I cannot remember anything I could have said that you could take offense at. But if there was something, why, I assure you, Mr. Lewis, that I did not mean anything by it. I certainly did not intend to offend you in any way. Perhaps it is nothing I wrote you, but you were worried on account of the publishers not treating you fair in regards to your song, and that is why your letter sounded so distant. If that is the case, I hope that by this time matters have rectified themselves and the future looks brighter. But anyway, Mr. Lewis, don't allow yourself to worry over business cares, as they will all come right in the end, and I always think it is silly for people to worry themselves sick over temporary troubles. But the best way is to keep smiling and look for the silver lining in the cloud. That is the way I always do, and no matter what happens, I manage to smile, and my girlfriend Edie calls me Sunny because I always look on the bright side. Remember also, Mr. Lewis, that $60 is the salary that a great many men would like to be getting, and are living on less than that and supporting a wife and family on it. I always say that a person can get along on whatever amount they make if they manage things in the right way. So if it is business troubles, Mr. Lewis, I say don't worry, but look on the bright side. But if it is something I wrote in my last letter that offended you, I wish you would tell me what it was, so I can apologize, as I assure you I meant nothing and would not say anything to hurt you for the world. Please let me hear from you soon, as I will not feel comfortable until I know I am not to blame for the sudden change. Sincerely, Maybelle Gillespie. New York, September 24th. Dear Miss Gillespie, just a few lines to tell you the big news, or at least it is big news to me. I am engaged to be married to Paul Sears' sister, and we are going to be married early next month, and live in Atlantic City, where the orchestra I have been playing with has got an engagement in one of the big cabarets. I know this will be a surprise to you, as it was even a surprise to me, as I did not think I would ever have the nerve 
to ask the girl the big question, as she was always so cold, and acted like I was just in the way. But she said she supposed she would have to marry somebody sometime, and she did not dislike me as much as most of the other men her brother brought around, and she would marry me with the understanding that she would not have to be a slave and work around the house, and also I would have to take her to a show somewheres every night, and if I could not take her myself, she would run wild alone. Atlantic City will be okay, for that has a lot of new shows opens down there, and she will be able to see them before they get to the big town. As for her being a slave, I would hate to think of marrying a girl and then have them spend their lives in drudgery around the house. We are going to live in a hotel till we find something better, but we'll be in no hurry to start housekeeping as we will have to buy all new furniture. Betsy is some doll when she is all fixed up, and believe me, she knows how to fix herself up. I don't know what she uses, but it is weatherproof, as I have been out in a rainstorm with her, and we both got drowned, but her face stayed on. I would almost think it was real, only she tells me different. Well, girlie, I may write to you again once in a while, as Betsy says she doesn't give a damn if I write to all the girls in the world, just so I don't make her read the answers. But that is all I can think of to say now, except goodbye and good luck, and may the right man come along soon, and he will be a lucky man, getting a girl that is such a good cook and got all that furniture, etc. But just let me give you a word of advice before I close. And that is, don't never speak to strange men who you don't know nothing about, as they may get you wrong and think you are trying to make them. It just happened that I knew better, so you was lucky in my case, but the luck might not last. Your friend, Charles F. Lewis Chicago, Illinois, September 27th my dear mr lewis thanks for your advice and also thank your fiance for her generosity in allowing you to continue your correspondence with her rivals but personally i have no desire to take advantage of that generosity as i have something better to do than read letters from a man like you especially as i have a man friend who is not so generous as miss sears and would strongly object to my continuing a correspondence with another man it is at his request that I am writing this note to tell you not to expect to hear from me again. Allow me to congratulate you on your engagement to Miss Sears, and I am sure she is to be congratulated too, though if I met the lady I would be tempted to ask her to tell me her secret, namely, how is she going to run wild on sixty dollars? Sincerely, Maybell Gillespie. End of chapter two, Some Like Them Cold by Ring Lardner.